1: You're not going to believe what John Gruden said today. And I mean it. You're not going to believe it. John Gruden in his weekly press conference was asked about how the Raiders are going to get after the passer. They have a tough time getting to the quarterback. The Raiders are 0-2. And certainly the reason that John Gruden is front and center and making a lot of headlines is the trade of Khalil Mack. At worst, the second best defensive player in the NFL who specializes in getting to the quarterback. So he's been asked about Khalil Mack, and why did you make the And it's ridiculous. We've told you many times. It's about John Gruden's ego. He wants to get rid of people that are going to compete with his voice in the locker room. They traded Khalil Mack. He tries to play the we traded Khalil No, he traded Khalil Mack. But then today, when he was asked about getting to the quarterback and, and getting players who can get to the quarterback, John Gruden actually said
3: this. It's hard to find a great one. It's hard to find a, a good one. It's hard to find one. You just said it. You know, college football now they're they're not really dropping back to pass and throwing footballs anymore. They're throwing laterals and they're throwing bubble screens and they're running read options. So you got to train these guys. It takes a little bit of time to learn how to rush the passer. We got some guys that are in that process right now.
1: It's hard to find a great one. It's hard to find a great guy to rush the quarterback.
3: You know it is. No, but the best was he's he, not he, lying. No, no, but he keeps going down the the step ladder. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's hard to find a great one. Well, it's hard to find a good one. It's hard. It's well, it's hard to find one.
1: <laughs> you know, if he didn't have probably the best pass rusher in the NFL, I would say, well, I'd agree with him. But I mean, he actually said that it's hard to find a great one. You had a great one. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to say I'm trying to you take down a little bit here because you know to I, I might think my head could explode and I could have an aneurysm. You had Khalil Mack. You did not have to trade him. You could have signed him long term. He wanted to stay. We knew the money it was going to take. It wasn't anything that was outlandish, but you decided that you weren't going to pay a 27-year-old linebacker in his prime who gets to the quarterback. This is a guy you build around. You trade him in the in the middle of his prime and then to go say you know guys like that don't don't grow on trees it's a, when we said be careful for john gruden because the nfl passes people by when you're out of the game for 2 years john gruden was out a long time and what are we seeing john gruden has mishandled many things since coming back he thinks, hey, I'm in the broadcast booth. I'm still involved in the game. I do my Gruden's training camp and all this stuff. I have the quarterbacks coming, and I break down how they're throwing things on TV. Yeah, I can walk back into a locker room. I know, I know what it's done. The world is different. The world changed in 30 seconds for Sonny Weaver and, Just and like the Cleveland that. Browns right. on draft day. John Gruden was out of the game for a long time, and now he's come back trying to continue to coach like he coached Ten years ago, I right, you know I don't like my best player. I can deactivate him. I could trade him when he was in that run when he went to the Super Bowl with the Raiders and when he went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Rather, hey, he could do what he wanted to. He could get rid of Keyshawn Johnson. He could move on from the Raiders. He could get rid of Randall Cunningham. You're now suddenly he walked back in and and he thinks he can do this. No, now he has completely blown a lot of his trust with the team. Nobody believes that he has a finger on what needs to be done
3: to make the Raiders better.
1: I, I, I certainly don't. The trade acclimat made absolutely no sense.
3: No. Absolutely no from sense. From an administrative perspective, you've already created one massive gaffe, and you've also hamstrung your team to be competitive, right? You they had a nice game here against Denver for a half, and the numbers that Derek Carr put up were fine. But even threw him under the bus in week one took shots at him of how he didn't find Amari Cooper. Yeah, and they got 116 yards and 10 receptions. Offensively, they they left so many points on the board this past week, and then they let Denver get back in the game because they have no pass rush whatsoever. And it's one thing to say, okay, we've got a guy, we've got a young guy that we know is explosive and is coming in. Khalil Mack isn't here. That's fine. I've got guys ready to come in and dominate. He had no such thing. He had no guy ready to to disrupt the opposing offense and create disruption and and give you any semblance of a pass rush to to move move the chains in the other direction and and affect field position, etc. So now you're, you're questioning not only how he's handling the personnel from the administrator, right, with that cap on. But from a coaching perspective, he's not getting the best out of the guys that are on the, on the field. And he took his high-priced quarterback, whether he likes him or not for the long term. And there's a lot of debate over the last couple of weeks in the media world as to whether that John Gruden likes or dislikes Derek Carr. But at least for now, he's going to keep you at arm's length based on that. And the fact that you traded Khalil Mack, So you lose one of your leaders in two ways, by just going after him personally but then going after the guy that's supposed to get him the ball back.
1: He's been out of the game for a decade, right? The last time he coached was 2008. Yeah. You're seeing how easy it is, even for a guy with a great resume, like John Gruden has, to come in and the NFL game currently be too much for him. Players are more powerful. Certain players are more valuable than they were 10 years ago. All right, you said we can get a guy to rush the quarterback. No, when you get a great guy to rush the quarterback, you got to keep him. But in John Gruden's mind, oh, you know, I've always about the offensive uh, offensive game plan. I'm always about the quarterbacks. You got to realize you got to pay that guy because now in today's NFL, when you have someone that can get to the quarterback and disrupt things like that, that is the most valuable thing you can have. As a team on defense is a guy that can play his position and sack the quarterback and put hits on the quarterback and force fumbles and turnovers. And you have to have that. Guys like that were always valuable, but back a few years, well, you know, it's defense. No, You have to realize this is the NFL now, and the NFL has passed John Gruden by. Making, Making the decisions like this, it has passed by. And to think that he can actually talk to the
3: media and say something like this and be surprised when people no, no, go, no, but oh, my God, dude, what's happened to you? That's the biggest thing. That, that's the biggest error of it all is that he's been in the media for the past 10 uh. years, and he thinks this flies. Just play, play the tape back to him. He's got to look in the mirror and say, I'm an idiot, each and every time he meets the media after one
2: of these. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Now, before we get to the big NBA story, because a all star could be on the move after today, uh, people are. I weighing, thought it was the offseason. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no offseason. Okay. People are weighing in on Maroon 5 playing the Super Bowl this year. There's a lot of anger. Super Bowl Lee. Hey, Lee. Um, hey, Lee. We broke down the top five. Maroon, really the top four Maroon 5 songs. I said all their big hits like This Love and She Will Be Loved and There Will Be Love and Love Is Coming Later and Love Is Up and It's Down and Then It's Here and Then Love Is Here to Stay. They're all the same. So we did like the top four Maroon 5 songs. Moves Like Jagger is number one. So how about I give you the top four tweets on Maroon 5 playing the Super Bowl? You ready? Okay,
3: sure.
1: Ernie says... Maroon 5, although he spelled maroon like Doug Marone, uh, Jackson nice. Jaguars, but that's well, okay. Oh, you know. Cues you. Uh, maroon Goola! 5.
3: Gooma!
1: <laughs> maroon 5 is a more vanilla band than the band
3: Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla Fudge? I don't even know who Vanilla Fudge oh, is. Oh, that was one of my uncle's favorites. Really? Vanilla Fudge? Oh, was? yeah. Really? What, wow. What's that big song? Vanilla Fudge gets a reference. Fudge Flies. Fudge Tracks. I, I don't even remember what
1: the hits were. No. Uh, Wolfman Baby says no. Maroon Five is the band equivalent of the 2003 New Jersey Nets.
3: There you go. I like mean, that. That's a team that lost. They lost the Lakers, right? No three. Yeah, that was Jason Kidd. Sure. Wow. Now uh, I'm trying to think of what the name is or what the what the big songs were. I mean, they had the Season of the Witch. For, this <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, the, you know. It, Oh, between, that was, that was uh, Vanilla Fudge? Between psychedelia oh, and heavy metal is how All they're right. described in their uh, accounts here.
1: Uh, Frank says, Jason, I'm setting the Vegas odds at 25 to 1. Maroon 5 does nothing but Pantera songs during the Super Bowl. Now that I'd like to see. Because I kind of missed the whole Pantera thing the first time around. I'd like to see uh, see them do some Pantera songs. That would be good. I'm in. Sure. Roger says, when I become NFL commissioner, I'm going to have Slipknot play the halftime show just to watch the world explode in the reaction. (laughs) Can you imagine? Slipknot. Sure. (laughs) That's exactly how they'll say it. And the band is called Slipknot. And here they are. Oh, boy. I don't understand what
3: this is all about. (laughs) Well, I mean, Corey Taylor was a big part of the... uh bass player live that I went here in Los Angeles when they celebrated the music of Geezer Butler. So he did mm-hmm. most of the Sabbath songs. So he could do a little of that too. See, it all comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> and and what I forget one of the big Slipknot
1: songs is on uh, Guitar Hero. I forget which one is but one of their one of their big songs is Guitar Hero. I forget which one though. That's right. No, Alex Taitshirt will drive Lyft tonight. Ask all his passengers, and we'll find out. I got you exactly who it is. That's good. I forget which one it was. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios.
3: Now I'm obsessed with Vanilla Fudge. You are. You are you are obsessed with Vanilla Fudge. Going back through their heads. Because, I mean, Season of the Witch was obviously the Donovan song this that is, they this. covered. Okay, right? so Vanilla
1: Fudge, this band that I don't think exists, that you're just making up. No. What, what, they actually have songs or not? They have
3: songs of their own, okay. but I... I I can't play them while I'm talking to you here in the Geico studios. (laughs) Here, here, you keep doing your thing. I'm going to sample some of these songs to see which ones I remember from my youth hanging out fishing with my uncle. What I'm going to do is just sing some old Rage Against the Machine and and pretend to pass it off
1: like Vanilla Fudge.
0: (laughs) What a bucket full of shit!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Boom! No, that's, that's a little fudge. No, I think that's Bulls on Parade. They no, never sounded better. But it was on their greatest hits album. With a pocket full of shit.
1: <laughs> oh, Fox Sports Radio. Hi, Tom Morello. Uh, Listen, get your licks in on the Knicks and Clippers this year. Because next year, they're going to be bosses. All right? The story today is a microcosm of what we've seen in the NBA as we get ready for training camp, proving that the NBA never really takes any time off because the season just ended now. Well, what, training camp starts next week.
3: NHL's already in, and <laughs> now well, yeah. let's get the NBA flowing. Yeah, but the, the NHL kind of
1: preseason just blends into the regular season. Like,
3: oh, they started a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, but there's a good excuse to go to Vegas for one of those caravan uh, kind of true. things, isn't there? That's true. But today, Jimmy Butler,
1: all-star, requested a trade – from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Doesn't get along with Carl Anthony Towns. Doesn't want to be there. He wants a trade. His three destinations, preferable destinations, are one, the Clippers, and if not the Clippers, then the Knicks or the Nets. The Nets, yo. The Nets is like... Come on, that's but like saying no, the, Jets, yo, the ne- but No, not the Nets is like a safety yo. school. Well, if you can't get me the Knicks, at least my safety school will be the Nets, so I'm actually in New York. That's but kind of a big deal, though. This is... It, it, okay, sure, I'll, I'll give you
3: that. Well, I mean, you can resurrect a, a team and, and begin the ascent and get yourself to New York.
1: But this is why uh, when you can clean up your act over the course of a few months, you can suddenly turn into a destination because Jimmy Butler is someone, look, he wants to leave, and he wants to go to the Clippers or the Knicks, two teams that were dead in the water a few months ago. This next off season you think this offseason was crazy free agency-wise with LeBron and the Lakers. Next offseason, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Klay Thompson, Boogie Cousins, DeAndre Jordan, Kemba Walker are all free agents. Think about the last couple of months or even the last week. Kyrie Irving has been linked to the New York Knicks for a while, that he really wants to go play in Madison Square Garden. So has Kemba Walker. So has Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant is more, does he really want to be a Nick or not, or how much is this wishing and hoping? But you now have Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Kevin Durant, and now Jimmy Butler, who officially wants to go play for the Knicks. The Clippers are Jimmy Butler's number one destination, and NBA sources have reported in the last week that the Clippers are the preferred destination for Kawhi Leonard if he leaves Toronto at the end of this season. So now you're talking about two also-ran teams that had horrendous reputations that have turned themselves into destinations in just a few months. Look, the Clippers were a mess. They got to the high point they could with their big three of Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan. They're all gone now. Jerry West has made trades. They've cleared the decks. Steve Ballmer is a charismatic owner. They're building their own arena. Playing for the Clippers is cool now. It's not, boy, Donald Sterling, last chance Clippers. That was, seems like it was 200 years ago. The Clippers have become a destination. They will get free agents as long as they have room. They have room. They'll stink this year, but then they can go get them. Maybe they accelerate the process because each the Knicks and the Clippers can bring in two max-type free agents. They can accelerate and say, hey, Jimmy Butler's my guy. Yes, we like him. They can bring him in for a trade. Well, maybe they can share Jimmy Butler.
3: Do a timeshare. Sure. Yeah. coastal
1: timeshare. I'm going to play in Madison Square Garden. I'm going to play all the home games in Staples Center.
3: Well, he wants both, but certainly, I mean, you've got the coasts becoming destinations as you go and the Clippers making an interesting move that really played here on the West Coast here in greater Los Angeles of Lee Jenkins from SI joining them in some recently created as yet untitled role of a facilitator and storyteller. I think mm-hmm. uh, in, in going through some of his deep dives that he's done on so many of these players. Right. You're looking at Jimmy Butler. You look at Kawhi Leonard, the LeBron James piece. I'm coming home was the lead Jenkins bit. So Mm -hmm. certainly he's a guy that has knowledge and and has worked to find out how guys think and, and what makes them tick, which you get a guy like that added to your front office, it can't help but secure somebody. And less than 48 hours later, Jimmy Butler, yeah, I'd go to the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, I think Clip- about that. Look, Clippers
1: are a destination. We told you it's going to be easy to remake the Clippers. They're going to get it in a year. The same thing with the Knicks. As much of a mess as they were, James Dolan has stayed away. That's super bad, though. It's bad for no, us. I though. know, I know. But at least he's got his music. At least you have music. If he gets to play halftime in the Super Bowl, we can have all James Dolan songs. Oh. That'd be pretty cool, right? But the hiring of David Fisdale, who players universally – just not Marcus All. Players universally in the NBA love him.
3: Yeah, except he, for that guy.
1: <laughs> what did he do this summer? He went spend a week in Latvia with Kristaps Porzingis. That was a good move. I mean, that's a, him and his wife went for a vacation. There's pictures of them together. Who doesn't want to go play for this guy? He's got a great system. He takes the players. He's kind of like Greg Popovich in that, you know, I don't have a system per se that is concrete, but that my system takes what players do and I get them on the floor to maximize their potential. Players love him. The Knicks have turned the corner. They have hit rock bottom, and now they're coming back. And now suddenly New York is a destination again. Not that the Knicks and the Clippers are going to get all of these players, but when's the last time either of these teams was in the mix for any big player? None. Just the fact you're hearing their names and guys have said or intimated they want to go there, whether it's Jimmy Butler or Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker, whoever it is, tells you this team is one more offseason away from being bosses. The Clippers will be back in the thick of the playoff race near the top of the Western Conference when they get their two stars because Los Angeles and the life of the Clippers where they can have everything they love but not worry about the everyday pressure of the Lakers, that's going to be awesome. That's got Kawhi Leonard written all over it. The Knicks on the East Coast. LeBron is out of the East Coast. It's wide open. If Kyrie Irving goes from the Celtics to the Knicks, suddenly the Knicks can become favorites. The Knicks can become great very quickly. That's how fast it happens in the NBA. And these two teams – that basic losing, that basic horrendousness is done. And it's crazy to think because just four months ago, what did I tell you about the Knicks? Boy, they're two years away because Porzingis is going to be out most of all of this season. When he comes back, what's going to happen? The Knicks are a mess. They cleared it out. They hired absolutely the right guy in David Fisdale. And the Clippers have done it the right way, too. Watch out. This is the let. Get your licks in on these teams now because it's not going to happen in a year.
3: Well, but it's as the dominoes start to fall and we hear the, the rumblings of what the next free agency class is before we've tipped off even bad basketball to start the preseason, right? With like we do with the NFL, a bunch of guys that then find their way back into our, our local rec leagues mm-hmm. that we're, we're looking at the coast becoming hotbeds for potential free agents again. And I think it's a big thing for the NBA, right? Cause what, when, The cowboys were relevant and playing well a couple of years ago that was good that was good for business for the Mm -hmm. nfl right it's good when they're really terrible because that means jerry jones starts talking but when they're good everybody sits up and pays attention and you look across the league we have certain teams right the yankees getting relevant and having all these young stars come come to power at the same time is beautiful for baseball while boston is also still a powerhouse so you have that rivalry going here in the NBA, as much as guys can get paid anywhere for the league to keep bouncing forward and ratings and money and and push and and all these players for their personal brands. You want to be in New York. Yeah. You want to be in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And that's why Brooklyn, even though, yes, might be the distant third on the proverbial medal stand in this chase, either for Butler or for any of these other (laughs) players, it's still a destination when you're looking around at, A, who has cap space, and B, what's the secondary effect this has on my brand awareness and potential growth for whatever else I'm into besides playing basketball? Because as you find out, uh, and we've been talking to athletes and every sport for what? two decades nearly at this point. And how many guys tell you it's just what I happen to be good at. It was a means to an end. And we saw that this weekend in Buffalo. I'm out, (laughs) right? I'm done. Uh But when you're done, you've got to have a plan for what's next. And what you're finding is more and more players figuring out that next can happen while you're still on the court if you play it right.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: A big story out of the NBA, and you know what? It's I, I Sometimes I throw my hands up thinking the right thing is going to be done. Today, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban agreed to contribute $10 million to women's organizations but will not face any other punishment. Stemming from what NBA Commissioner Adam Silver called disturbing and heartbreaking allegations of harassment and violence towards female employees within the organization. If you remember, the NBA launched an investigation seven months ago following a Sports Illustrated report in which it was described that there was a corporate culture rife with misogyny and predatory sexual behavior that spanned decades in the Mavericks organization. Numerous allegations against former CEO and president, Tadamu usury, who left the Mavs in 2015, and another employee who was an on-air host who had been accused twice of domestic violence situations.
3: Anna, is- and there's the ticket sales employee, Chris Hyde. Oh, by the way. Inappropriate comments to women of a sexual nature, pornographic images and videos in plain sight on a computer as he's working uh, around other people, unsolicited, unwanted sexual advances, violent outbursts, threats, you name it. That, that's, that's pretty much everything you could possibly get, right? I mean, that's and that's unbelievable. And Mark Cuban gets no punishment, but he's donating $10
1: million. He was on the jump with Rachel Nichols earlier tonight and was a little emotional about what went on.
3: You know, first, just an apology to the women involved, the women that... in couple of cases were assaulted and not just to them but to their, their families because this is not something that just is an incident and then it's over it, it stays with people it stays with families and and I'm just sorry I didn't see it I'm just sorry I didn't recognize it and I just you know hope that out of this we'll, we'll be better and we can avoid it and we can help make everybody just smarter about the whole thing. You
1: know what? Don't give me that crap. You suck. Mark Cuban sucks and Adam Silver sucks. Earl Sneed is the guy who was accused twice of domestic violence and Mark Cuban admitted he was solely responsible for keeping him on staff. Why didn't he let Earl Sneed go? All right, this is a very popular uh, a point of contention with Mark Cuban, and he said, well, I figured if he goes out there somewhere else in the world, he's a, he's potentially assaulting other people we wanted to right. keep an we eye can on control him. we here. can keep an eye on right. him this is admitted and still adam silver no penalty for mark cuban he still ran the mavericks while this entire investigation was going on which was a sham but this shows you how much the nba sucks and i don't care about using this language mark cuban sucks and so does adam silver you wonder why women won't come forward with with when they have accounts of of sexuality this is stuff that was documented mark cuban admittedly fostered an unsafe workplace for women and he was allowed to just get off with oh i'll pay 10 million dollars now it's great that this 10 million dollars is going to go and it's going to go help people but this he did it himself and he's got nothing adam silver has no guts and mark cuban should be embarrassed that this is the reaction. And the fact that he lied, oh, I wish I knew more. No, you did. You knew. You could have at least done the Earl Sneed thing, but you didn't. They both suck. I mean, you look at it and and you wonder, and, and, and when you see everything, not that it's the same thing, but you see what's going on with the Brett Kavanaugh stuff right now, who's trying to get confirmed as, as a Supreme Court justice, and now we have an accuser who says, he fondled me, assaulted me at a party, you know, 30 years ago. The reaction to her report has been now you got to testify on Monday. It's almost like they're being dared. Now you show us what you got on Monday. President Trump said today, I don't believe it. This is not to be political on either side. But when somebody comes forward with a very serious claim of sexual assault, it needs to be treated at the very least down the middle. He do at least say, okay, this is serious. We're not passing judgment one way or the other, but we're going to investigate this. And if it's if if it looks like it's proven that nothing happened, then nothing happened and someone's going to be exonerated and the person who made the allegations that are false are going to have to go through what they go through. It could be the other way where it's proven that there was an assault that took place and then that person's got to pay the price and the victim is vindicated. It needs to be down the middle, but you're still seeing that be, this attitude of, oh, hey, here's sexual harassment, here's sexual violence, and we still find a way to blow it off. And it's amazing when you see it at these levels. I mean, the, you can at least be a little bit more human about things. Mark Cuban said, we kept the guy around? Are you kidding me? We kept the guy around? Oh, you keep an eye on him. So everybody else that worked for you, that you trusted, that that is working for you, for the Mavericks, these people weren't safe because this guy twice committed acts of domestic violence. You You needed to be taken out and suspended and have some sort of comeuppance for fostering this kind of atmosphere. And Adam Silver, because he doesn't want to upset the owners, doesn't want to upset anybody, sucks completely for not doing something more with this.
3: Well, you did the investigation. You did a very thorough, exhaustive study of all of these workplace incidences, uh, and there were some 215 people, none of whom had told Cuban anything about uh, Useri's uh, actions during his tenure there. Now, obviously, there's a big question of why didn't he know about any allegations that happened prior to his purchase of the Mavericks, and there was no vetting of that. So Rachel Nichols very, very thorough and mm-hmm. very critical. And, and yeah, and she was hard. very critical of him. Yes, uh, you know, no no softballs here. This wasn't a you know we watched the Urban Meyer press conference the other day, and while he got a few hard questions, the final questions were. So how's that offense coming along? You know, can it get better? Because
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> at Saturday? the end, someone's
3: got to get back to that game. Saturday, what do we got? Yeah, but here yeah. you you have a, a number of different times where Cuban in this interview just kept saying, "Well, in hindsight, we should have done this," and pressed on it, saying, "Well, no, that wasn't the first time you were notified," and and you could pick any one of these guys uh, mm-hmm. that are cited of you know, incidents of things they'd done in the office, behaviors in the office, and Multiple times, emails and and other communications on earth that said don't make it to be a bigger deal than it is. And when you add it all up, you've got one hell of a workplace where Mark Cuban ignored what was going on in pursuit of other business interests. And that's part of it, right? You weren't hands on. Mm-hmm. And when you're the one who perception of reality and, and certainly by his own words, he was the guy with his finger on on the triggers of everything for that entire organization all these years to only come away with you give donate some money and as you said it'll do a lot of good, but it's not nearly enough. for Adam Silver, this was an opportunity to take a stand and make sure that his league doesn't start going down the road of what we've seen with the NFL where it's one thing after the next in terms of turning a blind eye blind eye to very serious, uh, concerns and big things in society. And hear from Mark Cuban, he's not going to miss $10 million.
1: I mean it. You wonder why women won't come forward still. When you see this, you should never have to ask that question again. You wonder why.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Uh, people who are upset with us and happy with us. First, okay. upset with us smash burger oh we did our fantasy draft cheeseburger rankings yesterday the top 10 picks in a 10 team fantasy cheeseburger draft because yesterday was national cheeseburger day not
3: to be fair we did not do two weeks of you know going cheeseburger to cheeseburger no 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 we didn't i mean we we could have i don't know that gastronomic uh that's a good move we we didn't
1: put smash burger in our top five overall picks Smashburger tweeted at me today, hey, what's up with that? They're oh. very upset. Did they, did they say it like Keenan Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> but you know who's happy with us? Who is? Yasiel Puig, because we spoke his home run tonight into existence, and that is our play of the night. There's a fly ball.
2: Well hit to left center field.
1: It's way back, and it's gone. A three-run pinch hit home run for Yasiel Puig flexing his muscles as he rounds third and hits for home. We spoke it, and it happened. Charlie Steiner, AM570 on the call. Great news. Here's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. From Mike, I'm Jason. Ben Maller's next. We'll talk tomorrow after Jets-Browns.
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.